It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Judge Joseph Wood is running for the lieutenant governor of Arkansas position. He's on the ballot for the Republican primary, which is on May 24th. Uh, a lot to certainly discuss today, especially when it comes to uh, our judicial system, our politics, uh, various issues across the board. Uh, Judge, great to have you here on the show. Thank you and appreciate the introduction initially from our mutual uh, friend, uh, Nate Todd, uh, who is also your director of Veterans Affairs uh, in Arkansas. Absolutely, and I just, Colonel Todd is a, a unbelievable, incredible uh, gentleman, and has brought so much to Arkansas. Being our uh, Secretary of Veteran Affairs, and obviously, I'm a longtime follower and listener of yours. And so, uh, when he called and said he knew you, I'm like, no way, get out of here. Well, anyway, I, I'm really appreciative of you having us on today. Yeah, and by the way, thank you for that correction. I'll never argue with the judge, Secretary of Veterans Affairs. You know, they have different ones in every state, and trying to remember who's a director, a secretary, and whatever oh, can yeah. get a little bit confusing. <laughs> but uh, Nate's good man, uh, you know, good good roots and helping the community. But let, let's talk about you. You know, looking at your personal story and you know your story to get to where you are uh, in private sector uh, as a former deputy secretary of state i mean you really have worked your way as i mentioned about winsome sears through the 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 system in private and public service so let's talk about that and how you got to this point where you threw your hat in the ring for lieutenant governor absolutely well uh i'm a kid out of chicago and and everything that you talk about today about chicago and and the the poor education system, the gangs, the drugs, the guns, uh, it, it is still the same thing I was hearing as a, as a teenager um, because we continue to put the same leadership in, and, and, uh, and so therefore you get the same results. The insanity definition kind of jumps out. Uh, my parents got a divorce, and my mother shared that you're the oldest of uh, the four. you got to make sure that your brothers and sisters don't get caught up in the drugs and the gangs. And what I wanted to tell her, Dave, was these are not my kids. They're your kids. But I just thought that. I didn't tell her that because I grew up with a knockout, not a timeout. Um, and so I said, well, what would I do? And I started a youth services group, and it grew phenomenally uh, uh, fast because most parents in the that Chicago uh, area, Jeffrey Manor, uh, really wanted a place to get their kids off the street. And so a church gave me keys to the fellowship hall, huge fellowship hall, and we were able to do a lot to protect and keep our kids uh, in an environment where they could be uh, be safe. And then it became part of the uh, town hall meetings, being a liaison, helping uh, share what was going on with young people, what the adults could be doing, et cetera. And my mother said something to me back then, you will always be engaged where you live. Well, I, did, I just took it that I had to do it because I was the oldest, but I literally started doing that and came back from college, got involved in local school council when I got back to Chicago, um, started working with uh, lections, Doing all this, and I, and I, again, couldn't understand why everything was still the same. And a guy told me he was a Republican, black Republican, third generation. He said, that's because everything you're working toward and on, you vote against it on Tuesday, that election ballot box. And that's because you don't know anything about the Republican and the platform and what they stand for. And he started laying out that, and, and the scales fell off my eyes. I switched parties in 1988, and because it did, it resonated with me. It lined up with everything I was fighting for and doing in Chicago. 
and I uh, never looked back. And I think we were the only two left in Chicago <laughs> as Republicans. Uh, but then I moved to Arkansas, still involved. I became uh, vice chairman of the Republican Party in my county, big county in Arkansas. Uh, then I became state treasurer of the Republican Party for two terms, ran for chairman of the party. And I think you may even know who the guy was that I ran against, but I ran against him. I lost by nine uh, single-digit votes. Uh, they asked me to run for treasurer again. I did and, and won that. Uh, then uh, uh, the guy ran for secretary of state, said, if I win this, would you be my deputy secretary? I'm like, I get paid to do this? My mother never told me to get paid to do this. And uh, he ended up winning the first Republican and since Reconstruction to win. We got sworn in. I became the deputy secretary. We went on, started working through elections, changing uh, our voter systems, uh, making sure we had consistent uh, election equipment across the state. Then we started working on business, how to grow small businesses, entrepreneurs, cutting red tape. Uh, and, and then I got asked to run for judge in Washington County, which is the third largest county in the state one of the fastest growing in the country. Uh, and within 90 days, I, I jumped in that race and I won. Historical, because I was the first black county judge in Arkansas's history, uh, first Republican judge in 40 years in that county, and had more votes than Donald Trump. That's how historical and how powerful that election was. Uh, the voters reelected me. I'm in my second term finishing that up. And uh, I said, I can bring what we've been doing here in Northwest Arkansas to the rest of the state. I did spend time in the private sector as an executive, uh, recruiting and bringing executives, uh, people around the world to Northwest Arkansas. Uh, and then I ended up spending my time at Walmart headquarters, bringing people to countries, hiring the C-level, the C-suite folks, the chief executive officers and chief uh, information officers to different parts of the world as we were growing uh, that company around the world. So I bring a unique uh, I think that makes me uniquely qualified, bringing executive private sector as well as executive public sector experience. And, again, what we've done in northwest Arkansas, bringing that to the rest of the state, makes it separates me from the rest of the, the candidates that are running. My guest, Republican candidate uh, for Lieutenant Governor Joseph Wood, his website, Joseph Wood for Arkansas, dot com all spelled out joseph wood for arkansas you know when when nate told me about you and your race he said something to the effect you just read you're going to be impressed and what you've just stated your qualifications what i've read about you your achievements you know not just what you've tried but what you've achieved in your story i hear a couple of foundational things in there you talk about your mother and the role she gave you and in a sense from what i'm hearing the role of a male figure in the family, something that is a tragedy in too many communities, but yes, especially in the black community today, the absent or uninvolved or not involved enough male figure, but you had a father, an older brother, uh, a, a good neighbor, an uncle, the blended family unit. But that, that right. along with the principles of what you've talked about and how you got to this point, is of someone who stepped out there and gained experience, which gives you perspective as an elected official. And in the lieutenant governor's seat, uh, like many at the top levels in the executive uh, suite, if you will, as you put it with the C-suite, but the executive suite, that's important. So to the voters that you're making this appeal to right now, how will you use that experience? And are there key initiatives for you as lieutenant governor? 
absolutely. Uh, in in this in the country, most are most states have county commissioners, and you got probably a dozen states that have county judges. The county judges is elected by the people, and it's only one of them. And we are really the governor and the CEO of our counties. Uh, again, I, I have a very large county, and we actually do look and do the work of a governor every single day. Uh, I declare emergencies in my county. I deal with jails and our county jail system, uh, deal with our Department of Emergency Management and all the emergencies that may occur, public safety, first and, from, first, first and foremost, every day that I'm working with. So property assessment, and uh, dealing with our court systems. So I do that work every single day. And that's unlike anybody else, uh, again, who's, who does the work of a governor, lieutenant governor. My opportunity getting to be lieutenant governor, I get a chance to work with 75 counties, and I do it right now. I have a high regard and high respect by my fellow counties because of the work that I've done in my particular county, cutting a million dollars out of my budget in my first year. And I have colleagues who've been county judges for years, and they're scratching their head like, how did you do that? And then the next year I cut 750000 out. So I bring to the office the ability to work uh, where the rubber meets the road. You have legislators who write laws, but we at the county level have to execute those laws. We have to deal with it. You may have cut a tax in here, but we got to figure out how do we make that work where we live. And are we going to now have to work with less services or less, or do we turn around and talk to our constituents back where we live and saying, because they cut that, we're going to see less money coming into our infrastructure and our roads and bridges. Uh, and so that is a, that's critical having someone there that we've never had who who gets it, who understands it, uh, has that kind of connection with those 75 counties. Uh, the four things I definitely will be spending my time and energy on is what I've been doing uh, as county judge, which is economic development, very closely tied to education. You can't bring economic development if you don't have a workforce and at least an educated workforce, uh, whether it be trade school, vocation, vocational tech, and obviously school of choice. The other two would be uh, working with our children. we got sex trafficking. We have a, a very uh, uh, bureaucratic and red tape uh, uh, VHS when it comes to our foster care and our adoption. And then lastly, but most importantly for me, is our veterans. I really am committed to veterans, have worked hard for our veterans, and uh, Arkansas is doing a lot of good things with our veterans, obviously with the leadership of Secretary Colonel Todd. So those would be the four things that I would like to work toward and on and work with those 75 counties in Arkansas. And I got the records to, to prove and show the results. The migration into Arkansas, you talk about your county and how it's growing. Uh, and certainly, you know, those are issues to be addressed at the gubernatorial level by both the governor and yourself. Uh, and businesses play a role in this. And your business experience with Walmart, with Home Depot, with major corporations, and not just employers, but also uh, subsidiary companies that do business with them. The economics of the state are important, as you know. Uh, when you assess Arkansas with the inbound migration, there's very little outbound migration from Arkansas uh, through the 2021 numbers. Obviously, we don't have 2022 or numbers in any form yet. Uh, but when you look at that, uh, how does that factor into your thoughts about how to move Arkansas or keep moving Arkansas forward? Yeah, we're, Arkansas is kind of unique. And, and, again, when you look at census and you look at migration, you see a lot of that movement 
in the state of Arkansas, internally moving central to northwest where I live uh, because of, again, leadership and opportunity, which is, again, why I'm running. It's about uh, faith, family, and freedoms for me. It's all about leadership and opportunities. How Arkansas can be an exemplary state in the country uh, when it comes to leadership and opportunity. And we don't just talk about Texas and Florida, but I want them talking about what Arkansas has and is doing for its people. But that migration that you talk about is really moving in that those corners of northwest Arkansas. Uh, we got a lot of tremendous things happening in the northeast part of Arkansas. But we also got, to your point, a lot of folks coming into Arkansas into those areas because, again, they see the opportunities not just with the large corporations but those subsidiaries and smaller companies, uh, entrepreneurs being able to tag and, and do some additional work to support those larger entities, the question becomes, how do we get some of that to the rest of the state? And I think that is what I think I'm uniquely qualified to do is kind of shift and say, what is going on, say, down in the Delta, where I worked and sat on school boards, bringing school choice and giving uh, those parents options where they weren't seeing graduation rates. Uh, and now they're starting to see a much higher graduate graduation rates and now seeing some of those kids graduate from college and, and return to teach. Um, that starts something because now you can start looking at companies that say, you know what, I want to build there. We got some land, the roads and infrastructure is there. They got an educated workforce. So that's some of the pieces, how you tie it all together that I would like to be bringing to the uh, state capitol. My guest, Judge Joseph Wood, running for lieutenant governor uh, in Arkansas. Their primary uh, just ahead, and it's always a busy time for the candidates, as you are to get there. But May 24th is not that far away. Uh, Looking at Arkansas broadly, and this number caught my eye in a report of the total number of candidates seeking office in Arkansas, as close of filing, there were 446 candidates, 218 Republicans, uh, 94 Democrats, and 48 Libertarians. That's a lot of people running for office and a lot of shoe leather being used in Arkansas. The Democrats, for their part, in the specific to your race, Lieutenant Governor, have one candidate. The Republican field uh, a bit more crowded with uh, six candidates listed. Uh, I don't... Uh, uh, you know, going uh, not going into the detail of each candidate polling and otherwise, but a crowded field nevertheless. So let's talk about your path to victory uh, in sure. the primary. What is it? I, I think our path is simply this, touching people where they are getting, and sharing the story. Uh, one of the candidates, the former attorney general and, and rep or governor, uh, decided to get out of that race and, and jump into the lieutenant governor's race. So brought a lot of that money that she had in the governor's race to the lieutenant governor race, making it very difficult from a monetary standpoint. Uh, but I think, again, uh, resume to resume, uh, results to results, background to background, that it doesn't stand what I have. The work that I've done, like I said, as an executive on the private sector and executive now on the public side uh, and the results, I'm touching and doing that work every single day, whether it be infrastructure, economic development, uh, jails. I'm, I'm doing that every single day, and none of the other candidates uh, are doing that or have done that. They can only speak about what they would like to do when they get to that role. And I'm going to tell you, whether you put me in that role or not, I'm already doing it. And I got, again, the background and the results for it. Uh, so my path is touching 
the folks where they are as best I can. Uh, it's a big, uh, it's a lot of lot of uh, tread on the tires that I'm running, and uh, to your point, a lot of leather on the shoes that I'm wearing now. Um, we also know that we got to spend that time where our voters are, uh, but we also think that there's some uniqueness in our candidacy. That uh, you got a kid who's in the foster system, uh, who's who's uh, was adopted at 10 years old and made it, so he's got a story that people are interested in. Uh, being the very first um, uh, black county judge in Arkansas's history uh, has has brought some some interest to some folks. But then for for the state of Arkansas to never had a black constitutional office, never had any one of minority go to uh, uh, the Washington D.C. Also, it's got so it's a number of different things that's kind of out there that makes again some uniqueness to our our campaign that others don't have. Uh, but my biggest one is just getting the word out, get the voters out to to uh, pull the plug and say, "Yep, Judge Wood is our guy." And that's what we need to have supporting our governor and uh, the work that he's talking about regarding economic development, education, our children and our veterans is something all counties uh, in Arkansas really would like to have more more of their arms around, and he can uh, demonstrate it, show it, and help us get there. Judge Joseph Wood, a lieutenant gubernatorial candidate in Arkansas. His website, uh, josephwoodforarkansas.com, all spelled out, josephwoodforarkansas.com. Judge, great to have you on the show. Impressive. Uh, I'll be following closely. Hope to have you on again. Absolutely. And uh, they can follow us out on Facebook as well. Appreciate you, uh, Joseph Wood for Lieutenant Governor, or Joseph Wood for Arkansas. And they'll find us, keep up with our, our tour and schedules. But again, I really appreciate the work that you've been laying out for us and, and, and over the years, uh, David, and you and your audience. Um, appreciate you. Thanks again for your service to our country, as well as uh, what you're doing for the, the conservatives here. Truth is the authority, and you, you're leading the way in that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Again, Judge Joseph Wood uh, running for the lieutenant governor's office in the state of Arkansas. You can go to his website for more information, josephwoodforarkansas.com. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.